It's Saturday, January 22nd, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. A New York City police officer was killed and another critically wounded Friday night while answering a call about an argument between a woman and her adult son, making four officers shot in the city in as many days. Just three weeks into their jobs, Mayor Eric Adams and Police Commissioner Keechant Sewell stood before the media at a Harlem hospital denouncing the spate of violence against the New York City Police Department. Adams said, This was not just an attack on these brave officers, this was an attack on the city of New York. Adams called for federal authorities to do more to round up stolen guns like the ones used in Friday's shooting inside a Harlem apartment. Authorities said the officers, along with a third officer, went to the apartment on 135th Street after a call came in from a woman needing help with her son, identified by police as LaShawn McNeil. The officer who was killed was identified as 22-year-old Jason Rivera, who joined the force in November 2020, and the wounded officer is Wilbert Mora, age 27, who's been with the NYPD for four years. Around the world, the Biden administration is weighing a Turkish proposal to buy a fleet of F-16 jet fighters that officials in Ankara say would mend ruptured security links between the countries. But the sale faces opposition from members of Congress critical of Turkey's growing ties with Russia. Senior Turkish officials say the deal could be a lifeline for the relationship with the U.S., which has suffered for years over Turkey's purchase of Russian arms, clashing interests in the war in Syria, and U.S. criticism of Ankara's human rights record. And in both countries, analysts say blocking the sale could push Ankara closer to Russia. The prospect of F-16 sales to Turkey, a member of NATO, comes as Russia is testing the alliance's resolve on the Ukrainian border, where Moscow has deployed tens of thousands of troops and prompted fears of invasion. The Biden administration hasn't signaled whether it will back the F-16 deal. U.S. arms export control laws require the administration to notify Congress of proposed foreign military sales, giving lawmakers a chance to review and oppose or try to block a deal. Back in the U.S., Democrats began to revive their efforts to pass a major child care, health care, and climate package as lawmakers started to accept that they would have to further cater to Senator Joe Manchin in hopes of reaching a deal on a scaled-back plan. After Mr. Manchin said last month that he was opposed to the party's roughly $2 trillion plan dooming its chances in the 50-50 Senate, the party largely pivoted away from the package for several weeks. Now, after the failure of a separate push on elections legislation, Democrats are again turning to the economic plan, which President Biden said Wednesday the party might cut into separate pieces. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Thursday said that Democrats wouldn't seek to pass multiple pieces of legislation because of the procedural problems it could pose, but the party will likely have to further scale back its ambitions. What the president calls chunks, she said, I would hope would be a major bill going forward. It may be more limited, but it is still significant. She added that Democrats might have to change the name of the legislation, currently known as the Build Back Better Act. And, the annual pro-life rally in the nation's capital sounded more like a victory celebration Friday as speaker after speaker expressed a growing sense of optimism that their long-sought goal was finally in reach, a sweeping rollback of abortion in America. 
Thousands of anti-abortion protesters rallied in the bitter cold and then marched to the Supreme Court, which has indicated it will allow states to impose tighter restrictions on abortion with a ruling in the coming months and possibly overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling that affirmed the legality of abortion. The annual March for Life rally held one day before the 49th anniversary of the Roe decision took place amid a COVID-19 surge that limited turnout at the National Mall. The mood was overwhelmingly upbeat, with many treating the end of Roe v. Wade as inevitable. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and themorningnews.com.